Welcome to the Procrastination Radio Show. I'm Andy Complex. Today's guest is Dylan Green, or you may know them as Cinema Sai, the host of an amazing podcast called Real Notes that I've been a fan of for a long time, a writer of many styles and cadences, a film lover, and an amazing conversationalist. I really had an amazing time talking to Dylan, and I hope you enjoy this episode because it was one of the most eye-opening for many personal reasons and just amazing industry and music conversations that I've had in a very long time, and I hope you enjoy. Here is Dylan Green. to the show. I'm your host, Ian Complex, and today we have a very, very, very special guest, host of Real Notes, doer of many, many, many other things. Dylan Green, how you doing today? Peace. Wagwan, how y'all feeling? Thank you, Ian, for having me. I really, really yeah. appreciate, I, I appreciate the invite. I was, I was really, uh, you know, I'm a fan, of course, as well. So I was, uh, I was, I was delighted when you hit my line to come and do bless this, bless um, yeah. you know. Like I was literally, I was literally just thinking about this before we hopped on. Just like yeah. any time, you know, just like any time, like us black media people got to stick together. So like any time right. anybody reaches out, reaches out, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, we're doing it. You know, like, no, one hundred percent. It's I appreciate. It's it. interesting. It's it's so interesting. I think the and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit later, but it's it's interesting the the climate that just like journalism and a, a lot of a lot of these things are being launched now, and it, it's interesting to see how amazing it is especially again fanning out on your show for a second just the guests that you get are just so in line with my head and it's crazy because every week i'm like you're not about to do it again but it's like oh no you're doing it again <laughs> and it's crazy to hear you even kind of geek out sometimes like on the mic interview like when mike was like yo like i'm, I'm checking you out I, i'm peeping your stuff you're like what? And I was like, this is this is a crazy moment. Like it felt like a win. I was like, yes, we're 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 in this. It felt like a win for me. So yeah, I just just again throwing the flowers your way, man. Bro, that's love. Thank you. Like, yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's been it's it's crazy to think that I've been doing this for just over two years now. But um yeah, you know, like it was it was uh it was facilitated or, or not facilitated, but like the pandemic is the only reason it happened. I w- it, it wouldn't have mm. happened if I wasn't at home and really thinking about like, what's it? Cause like, cause like movie, mo- movies and music have been my thing my whole life, you know, but like, yeah. I just kind of was like, and people, and, and you know, like people would talk to me and be, and be like, oh, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, hey, I'm not really a podcast person. Like I don't listen to them mm. that, that much. I know, like, there's like a, okay. there, there's a handful I love, like louder than a riot over at NPR just ended. That's fucking amazing. Um, I'm about, I'm about to tap into the blog era. Shout out my homie Timotep, who helped um write who helped write the screen uh, um help write the scripts for those. And of course, to it's the real Jeff Jeff and Eric. They're friends. They're tight. Um, but you know, like it's it's been like a handful of things. And I was like, I don't want to do this unless I have like a cool idea that uh that not necessarily nobody else has done. Because I also got to shout out my man Gary Suarez, who runs Cabbages, which also deals with rap and movies, but in a slightly different way. You know, like he had already kind of set the mold in that way but i was like how can i do this in a way that's like you know unique for lack of a better word and i was like oh everybody loves movies 
let's just talk about people's movie histories and see if that intertwines because like because like rappers love movies people in movies love i don't know it, it just made sense to me and it was like okay and then i you know luckily i had um i had a handful of homies who were like willing to come on and basically be like the guinea pigs for the show yeah. my, uh, my man the lasso from detroit uh great producer um uh billy woods and elusive arm and hammer backwood studios and um uh pink sifu fly anakin you know like yeah. incredible fucking rappers producers in their own rights like yeah. those are i'm lucky enough to consider them my friends and they wanted to give me a shot yeah. and two years later we here you know like <laughs> that's, yeah that's i i think a lot of times i, I think people who are I feel like the role that that you are in is so pivotal to just music and because it, it keeps the conversations. It lets people, artists who outside of maybe the music might might not have the outlet to be able to talk about things like this. And it's like really cool seeing people come on to a podcast, come on to have a conversation. And it's not just strictly about the music they're making. I'm sure like they hear that all the time or like, ah, oh, I don't want to go and talk about ah my inspiration and my first my first beat and what that sounded like so yeah. it's it's really it's it was really amazing finding something that was like that but but again to, to you it does it feel surreal doing what you're doing like have you like what 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 was you as a as a kid thinking about doing at, at this point in life shit um i mean i knew i knew i wanted to write like yeah. or or at least write in this in the way that I'm writing now. I think I knew I wanted to do it for real in like high school. Um sure. I wrote a review of Osmosis Jones. It had already been out for almost oh, 10 years geez. at that point. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try this cuz like I was cuz like I grew up just reading a lot of I grew up reading a lot of a, a lot of film criticism and a lot of music yeah. criticism. Like I read a lot of Rolling Stone, you know, like I read, you know, like Double XL and Yeah. Like, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't like religiously into like publications for rap media at that point, but I'd read enough to know like, oh, that's what right. an album review is. That's what a film yeah, review, yeah. you know, all yeah. that shit. So like, but I knew, I knew that I always wanted to work in music and or media in general or yeah. Cause yeah. like, I mean, like my father's in, um, um, he used to sing, he used to roller skate and he played music around the house all the time. Both my parents did. Right. My mother, my mother played a ton of music. Dad played a ton of yeah. music. So like, I knew no matter what I wound up doing that it would be a part of my life in some capacity type shit. But um I knew that I, I knew like, oh, this is like I'm gonna go do like actively be involved in this, like and get paid from it. Like I was like yeah. in like like my senior year of high school, I was like, Yeah, I'm I, this is this is what I wanna do. Like this is yeah. what I'm here to do, you know. That's fire. That's 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 beautiful. A lot of people don't have that 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 spark from that point. It, it kind of takes some time to to move and to grow, and I I wonder for you if you can turn off maybe that review sense or that since you've been doing it for so long when you're taking in so much content on a week week to week basis. Like, are you a workaholic? Does that feel necessary to the field that you're in, or can you just kind of relax and let things happen? Damn, that's a good question. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Depends um <laughs> you know like there'll be some times where like i listen to a project or watch a movie and just think to myself like damn this doesn't work this wasn't right. as well as it could have been like this could have been uh, oh man I'm, I'm 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 like trying to think of an example you know what <laughs> all right let's go there so i saw across the spider-verse um last yeah. week i think it's great you know like i'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of into the spider-verse it's my favorite 
it's a the best spider-man movie ever made b the best 100%. arguably the best superhero movie ever made um 100%. i saw a ton of people i'm mean, like i saw the second movie really really loved it um yeah. the animation's beautiful i just reviewed the soundtrack the soundtrack's not yeah. my favorite thing ever i'm a big metro Boomin fan it's not perfect but um the thing that got me was like I understand why it needed to be split into two movies and I'm excited mm-hmm. to go watch the third one next year. Yeah. But like they could have just made that shit one movie, man. Like it really <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's so unfair because it just feels like a it it really feels like the second it, it feels like across the Spider-Verse is just like yeah. a two and a half hour prologue to the third movie you know right, like and trailer, like, yeah exactly like, yeah. you know and like and and, and like i don't and like, i feel bad saying that because i don't want to diminish the work that went into it yeah because obviously yeah. it's more than just that but like right but you know like that's just kind of like that's just the unfortunate thing that happens when you do these like truncated like two three four part right, things that right. like you know like it's you know like in this case it doesn't feel like they're trying to squeeze as much money out of it as possible it does feel like a legitimate yeah like invalid creative decision and that's fine but like right. that's still two things can be true at once that's going to be there no matter what right and i'm just right, like oh right. like you know just like oh it, it, yeah, it's, really, it's, it's frustrating to I, me because i love yeah. the movie and i want to yeah. i, I want to give it all the love it deserves but like you know i gotta like that's a that's been nagging at me ever since i saw it and i can't yeah. i can't let that slide you know <laughs> yeah i think that's the same i think that's the same issue i think a lot of the marvel stuff kind of ran into the most recent stuff because it feels like they're just setting up things and i always think to myself like okay 10 years down the line when i'm showing this to maybe a friend who wasn't tapped in at the time like yeah will this stand alone by itself or will i have to be like we have to cut out exactly. four hours of the day to watch this movie the second movie i have to set this up but and, and i know I, I feel like that's kind of the era we're in now where that's just how movies are are made for good or for bad but i I think that's a good point that i never really thought about just it it, it's a really good movie like not taking anything from it right but i I think me forgetting i was having this conversation yesterday me forgetting that it was a part one like i was in the middle of the movie and i was like where's okay we have a lot to do yeah right it's like like an hour 45 and it's like "Hmm, yeah yeah a lot of things aren't getting covered here but so then that leads me to this question what do you think was like one or two like perfect movies for you or movies that you're just like this is a a great viewing time holy shit um this is always <laughs> such a tough question because yeah, this is like the f- favorite song Ugh, man like like the, <laughs> bro the the first thing i want to say is black dynamite but even black dynamite's mm. not perfect you know because i love that movie up until the last like 15 minutes like as like like because like and for anybody who's seen it, he gets to the White House. He goes to fight Nixon. Like once he meets Nixon, the movie goes downhill. Like that last ten minutes, they didn't fully stick the landing. But like the first, but like the first ninety percent of the movie is literally perfect. Everything yeah. about it is perfect. Like just the whole idea of like you know like these people clearly understand what black exploitation cinema meant. 100%. You know like not not even just like the tropes and the cliches, but right. Like, they right. got the energy. They went out of their way to use the equipment from the time. They got Adrian right. Young to come in and do his yeah. um I'm gonna do his thing on all like the old vintage instruments. Like they went yeah. all fucking out in so many cool ways. And like the, and, and you're like, that's to me still the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the first yeah. like like I don't think I've laughed harder in my entire life than the first time I saw Black Dynamite. 
except yeah. except for maybe the coffin flop segment from I think you should leave. Like those are those are the mm. two that I judge everything by. Like I was literally on the floor gasping for air, laughing when I saw coffin flop. It's 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 like it's crazy. But like um, I'm trying to think of yeah, a, I'm trying to think great. of another I'm trying to think of another answer. Let me go run to my uh, let me go run to my letterbox. Oh, speaking of your letterbox, you have some of the funniest. I forget what what it was that you said. I forget what <laughs> review it was. I was just doing my research. And I was like, let me. I was like, I'm, I'm expecting it's going to be some some very like artsy, just like deep and serious things. And it's like you get there at times. <laughs> I bet I forgot what you said, but it had me dying. <laughs> Thank you. Like that's like I just I I just I just go to my letterbox to have fun. You know, like, yeah. you know, like I try to, I try to do critiques and fun and, and, and you know, like keep it serious. But like, yeah. you know, I think of uh, like, like when it comes to my letterbox specifically, I looked at like, I don't know if you're familiar with like, like Prodigy from Mob Deep, rest in peace. Like his, yeah, like, yeah. like his early blog was basically just that, you know, like he just oh, wrote right. everything in all caps and was just like, <laughs> he would just, he would just like give his two cents on like the state yeah. of the music industry and bullshit. And people like yeah. him and like the kid Marrow used to do that a lot. Like he had his um, he used to do uh, album reviews for Noisy, and he would write them mm. out just like mm. that. And you know, I was like, you know what? Let me just do that for movies. And that and yeah. and it's it's like I gotta I gotta give Prodigy and Marrow their um um their props for that because yeah. I didn't I didn't just think of that, but like that's it's it's right. like that's just kind of the energy that I feel when I want to. Thank you. I I appreciate you appreciating that because that's so much fun for me. That's just like my that that's my release valve, you know. Like, it's so crazy because I found it. I'm glad that I still had these notes up because you said for a review for Prey, which was an amazing movie. You said my my list of potential sizes for the next Predator movie, the first one, the night of the ninety five source. Nah, man. <laughs> I'm just imagining like like a serious take on how those people would take on a Predator, and I feel like it would be a very enjoyable movie yeah it's 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 so but like it's so niche you know like that's not like a like like that specific thing is so niche like only right, people know, like know. only people like us would get that shit yeah you know like that that's like you, you know like I, I can't even remember the other shits i put on there but i was just thinking of stuff like what would be something so hyper specific that yeah. like that like they're like you would really you know like if you know you know type shit and like that's just yeah. that always comes to mind for me like just like yeah like put the predator there put the predator in like uh i mean like something a little more serious but like throw the predator in in, in the middle of like the uh the tulsa race massacre in like the 20s yeah. you know like that type of yeah. shit like that'd be crazy yeah. you know yeah I, yeah i think this was a very smart choice to do it again having awareness of the culture that it was being placed into and just I, I I just taking it very seriously, and I, I know people approached it just on their typical critique thing of just like oh, I don't like this because this is a woman, or I don't like this because this is this. But I think yeah. it 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 kind of was just like yeah, this is what we got, and you gonna have to say what you want to say because it was just a great movie, and and I I really appreciate it, and I do think that they would be crazy to not take some more chances and put some even crazier stuff like it. What you said at the Tulsa uh, rise reminded me of um, uh, what's the show uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh -huh. like, I feel like that—that yeah. that was a crazy exploration of of just like time and mixing it with history. And I think that that especially seeing uh, black people in those situations, you know, I, I like it's and there's a lot of newer things coming out that are doing more of that. But I think that was one of the 
as a lore nerd, as a person who loves just, you know, yeah. these like spooky, scary things and getting to the bottom of why they're working and why they're not working. It was, it was a really crazy adventure for me. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Like, you know, I think, I think, you know, like as somebody who's been a predator fan for years, that's like, yeah, that's the place you should be taking that. You know, it's so easy. Just like the predator, but in the wild West, the predator, but in the prohibition era, the predator, but in like feudal Japan, you know, like it's so easy. Like just, just, just do prey, but just mix up the setting. It's, it's so easy. You know, like it costs no money to do like just, or not no money, but like relatively small amounts of money, but like, but to, but to, but to get back to your, uh, but to get back to your initial question of like movies that I think are like perfect, I thought yeah. I, I thought of two others uh, while I was scrolling looking through my notes. Okay. Um, one that comes to mind is, um, in my opinion, uh, I, yeah. I, I want to call it a modern classic, Baby Boy. I've been thinking, I've I've been thinking about a lot about Baby Boy because I talked to one of my yeah. um to one of my homies, Caleb. Shout out to Caleb. Um, we talk about it a lot. He's been yeah. we we kind of been talking about it a lot for the last like seven eight months. It comes up every once in a while, but like that movie is like it's so complicated and a lot of it's like so fucked up. Obviously, like yeah. Jody, yeah. I'm I mean I mean like I feel like people that kind of Jody's imperfect, but there's a lot. Jody was going through a lot at that point. Yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of it, a lot of it of his own volition. Like he, he did a right. lot of that shit to himself. Yeah, which, but yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like he's it's a lot on the mental for real. Like, but like he's yeah. um, like Baby Boy is a perfect version of exactly the movie it's trying to be. It's trying to be. Yeah. It's trying to be this movie about like like it's a coming of age story about a dude who's like twenty years old, still lives at home with his mother trying to trying to contend with this new father figure in his life yeah. he's got a baby yeah. he, um, um, he already has a baby with um yvette and they're about to have another baby or, 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 or i think they do have a no 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 she's pregnant at the end of the movie but yeah, like right. you yeah. know it's like dealing with that and like dealing with like um i'm um, um, dealing with her new man who's in who's in prison and like just him him growing into himself and yeah. just kind of like acknowledging the mess that comes with that you know like yeah. john singleton was so good at getting into the heads of people like, you know, like complicated people who people might just like throw to the side, like fucking, right. you know, like fucking Ice Cube's character in Boys in the Hood. Right. Or, Make it a caricature, with like a bigger than life villain or something. And right. It, put the nuance in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you know, like one thing I loved about John Singleton is that he got that these were people, you know, with like complicated feelings and motivations and emotions, you know, like, you know, you know, like, like, Jody's a deadbeat baby father. Like, let's not even let's not even fucking beat around the bush there. That's exactly what he is. Like, or 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 at least he's that at the beginning of the movie, you know. But like, you really get to explore like his relationship with his mother and his relationship with his homie, whose name I can't remember, the strawberry soda dude. And yeah. like, just like, there's so much going on in Jody's life that, and you're know, like, and and just like the good and bad that comes with all of that. You know, and like right. every single character in the movie feels so fleshed out. And like I know yeah. those people. You know, like I know an Yvette. Yeah. I know yeah. I know yeah. um I know uh I know his best friend, you know, like right. it, it's uh, I, I I don't know. Like it's I don't wanna say it's a perfect movie, but it's a movie I really enjoy watching and it's a perfect version yeah. of exactly what it's trying to be. You yeah. know, like I love Baby Boy answer. for that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. another and, and real quick, another one I'd wanna pick is um this science fiction joint from 2006 called a scanner darkly um oh. with uh, uh keanu reeves is in it 
And long mm. story short, it's a it, it takes place in the future. At the time it was written, it was the future. Um, America's yeah. lost the war on drugs. There's this drug out called Substance D that like I think about 25% of people in America are addicted to. And mm. uh, Keanu Reeves' character is a cop who's trying to figure out where the suppliers for Substance D are getting the shit from. But mm. he's also undercover and hanging out with a bunch of D addicts so they're all just so like so like half the movie is him just getting just frying his fucking brain off this drug, yeah. but like also trying to keep track of every and and and, and like right. the whole thing with the drug is that it splits yeah. your brain and it gives you like split consciousness. So like you start to develop like a different like you know like oh. you start to it, like it literally splits your brain down the middle and you start like losing touch with reality and you're like and like his whole thing is like he doesn't. He can't remember where, who he is and where he's supposed to be. It's, yeah. it's it's really fucking crazy. And they have this technology they call it's called rotoscoping, where they shoot the whole thing like you would shoot a regular movie, but they yeah. animate every single frame. They draw they hand draw over oh, it to make wow. it look like cell shaded. So it takes yeah. a lot it takes a lot longer to do naturally because you gotta literally like right. every single picture has to be drawn yeah, over. So like yeah. that shit so, so like it takes years to do that. And it's yeah. it, and so, so like yeah. that makes it it makes it look really dope. Like the story is right. really crazy. Like it has a lot to say about like both drug culture and like the government's interference and pushing of drug culture, yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. just like, like, like every time I cannot recommend highly enough a scanner darkly. It's I'm like it out. fucking um, Keanu Reeves is in it. Robert Downey Jr. is in it right before he did Iron Man. Um, oh, Woody Harrelson, I think. Uh, oh, wow. Winona Ryder right, be- right before she, right before she did uh, Stranger Things. It's worth yeah. it, man. It's so good. Wow. Like, like to me, that's a perfect movie. Like that's yeah. It, it's kind of heavy and really sad, but like yeah, it's yeah. it's fantastic. It's like is it, not, yeah. Is it one of those ones that you have to like watch maybe at the beginning of the year? You can't touch it to the next year. Like heavy. Like I, I feel like Requiem for a Dream was like that. It's for me. it's it's not that. It's not as crazy as Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Okay. Got you. <laughs> it's it, it, it's 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 like three below Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's close. It's it's close, but it's it's not yeah, quite sounds... Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Cool. But That's it's worth cool. it yeah, though. Cause... Go go find yeah. it if you can. It's tight. No, I'm definitely check it out. There's some movies I think lean into the darkness a little too heavy for me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and and I I appreciate it because I'm like, all right, you're getting your directorial vision out. But it's like I'm gonna just have to leave it. And I think some albums like that, some projects. I think the mm-hmm. recent uh, Hendrick album was in a similar way, kind of so realistic. I was like, I get it. Nice. All right. I, I don't really need to be bumping this because it kind of it, it kind of hits a little too hard sometimes. Yeah. You know. So like, I wonder for you, it, switching to music, like, has there been any projects that have impacted you to a level where you are as passionate about these movies as? as as you are with that shit dude um i want to say man there's there, there is a lot that come to mind and yeah for anybody who knows me this is gonna seem i i i, I like giving curveballs where i can but right now okay i've been i've been on this billy woods kenny siegel album man maps mm. it's 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 incredible mm. um for anybody who doesn't know um i just wrote a huge piece on the label backwards over at pitchfork i um i'm also yeah. a contributing writer over at pitchfork and uh, I spent three months with uh, Woods and a lot of his people at the label. And yeah. but anyway, like we're talking about the album. I'll, I'll, we, we, we can come back to that later. But like the yeah, album yeah. is just like Woods is just such an incredible writer. Like he just like 
he's someone who can like he'll like fold in references to like books and movies and fucking like yeah. socialist politics and just yeah. like and and just like Zimbabwean revolutionaries. But then he'll just yeah. be talk. But then he'll just be talking about like he'll be talking about like being stood up on a one night stand and watching his favorite <laughs> basketball team lose during the playoffs. You know, like yeah. he, you know, he's like he just hits that. But you know, like he scratches that perfect itch between something that's like super duper heady and super duper regular. You know, like it's yeah. never it's never more it's 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 never it's it it never really tips over too much into into all one or all the other. Like yeah. he's just like you know, like him and Kenny Siegel, producer out of California, just like this really like he makes like he makes shit that sounds like samples, but none of it's sampled. Like it's all just yes. like it, it's all just like distorted and weird yeah. it's it's just like it's just super fucking dope man like i just yeah. i've i've been i've been lost in maps ever since it came out um now i gotta go now i gotta go run to my playlist and see what else i got in here oh, um yeah. damn what else um i uh, i i'm gonna just say that i really didn't like mr morale um i thought he tried to do too much and he's yeah. just i get it's for him like good for you you figured out that it's bad yeah. that you that you cheated on your lady and uh, and you, that you feel guilty about fucking white ladies but like i don't right. fucking care i'm sorry this is not <laughs> but like the hillbillies with him and keen yeah. that shit is nuts like that's yeah everything the video everything just perfect like i saw I some just... i saw somebody on tiktok be like i need 12 tracks of this and like yeah no exactly i, I need 12 tracks of that like give me that a, right that's now a, like it's a great energy i, I think I, I love the vulnerability in a lot of projects that people have, but I was listening. I think it was something that Ebro was saying about uh, people, rappers not having fun anymore. Yeah. And not just kind of relaxing and just being like, all right, we're going to get a little silly this time. We're going we gonna to show my personality off in a different way that isn't yeah. me, you know, being as crazy as I want to be. So it's, 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 it's cool seeing that. And I, I think there's a lot of that in, um, these other parts of rap, and it's funny, I think people are, like, trying to label the, the, the abstract rap, like, what is it, is it, whatever, it's, like, this whole conversation is very funny, but I, I feel like there, a lot of these people who are, and there's a lot of people who are in this kind of sect are having so much fun with their music, and it's, it's funny to hear that when people are like, ah, because I, I think there is a certain level of when, especially, I think, uh, when you're working in a specific place where you have to report a specific type of music, you probably don't have time to listen to a bunch of other stuff. And I get that, but it's it's always interesting hearing people have these like such solid takes on like hip hop. They're not having fun no more. Da da da. They're not doing this definitively. They're not doing this definitively. And it's like there's people who are literally making like four five four is one of the most like oh my like it just makes me so happy to be from Florida every time I listen yeah, to this man. This man it's just it's just great, and it's it, it it almost sometimes I think people spend so much time diving into uh bless you like what their their lyrics are saying and how hard they need to hit, but it's just like sometimes you, if you're just having fun, like, I'm gonna feel that harder than you know you you confessing like you're saying like I I don't need to have sex with white women no more or whatever like it's 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 beautiful to to kind of fall into all sides of the humanity, and I wish more people would, would kind of get into that right you know, but, and i'm I'm actually really happy you brought up florida because like y'all got some yeah. really cool shit going on down there you know yeah. like between between four four five four is great i just saw him yeah. open for mike uh, earlier this year yeah. 
um fucking real boss of richie's super dope yeah fucking uh, golden boy count ups fucking dope yeah. um niante who's also from yeah. florida fucking dope yeah. you know like yeah. y'all you, you know like it's just there's so much you know like there's so much variety and so much treasure when it comes to like rap music right now like there's really like i get that it's like it's so difficult to uh we can't listen to everything, you know, which is why right. we wind up trusting people who like, this is what I recommend, you know, but like, right, right. there's like, like, there's so much music that like, a certain percentage of it is going to have to be good no matter what, you know, yeah. and like, it can be really difficult to find the good shit, but that doesn't mean it's not there, you know, right. like, it's just like, you're like, once you, once you lose, once you lose like the, like the like that sense of wonder and like that sense of wanderlust that makes you want to go find the new shit it's over bro it's a wrap no yeah. sandwich yeah. like it's 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 done <laughs> like you you, you, you like and, and like that's fine if that's what you want to right. do but right. i'm just so tired of hearing like oh nobody wants to have fun nobody right. wants to do this nobody wants to do that there aren't enough samples there's too many yeah. samples too uh <laughs> like, 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 like fucking make up your mind son like just you know like and, and like i get it uh, obviously not all like sampling has been something I've been thinking about a lot too, but like, yeah, like not all, oh, not I'm all. Interested to hear what you're saying about that. Not all samples are created equal. Like some are incredibly yeah. lazy. Some, you know, you, you know, like right. there's a yeah. difference. There's a difference between like something like uh, just because it's on my on my mind right now, like Earl Sweatshirt's "Grief," which like yeah. you would never guess that a song like that samples Erica Badu, but there's a right. Badu sample on that song, and right. he just right. destroyed it. You know, yeah. but like there's a difference between something like that and like Khaled's yeah. Wild Thoughts or like, right. uh, right. Right. Or, or, right. Or, 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 or like, uh, damn, I'm trying to think of something like really, really, really recent. I don't know. Like there's there's plenty of examples out there, but like, I don't know, just the whole idea. As I get older, I just turned 31 about three months ago. So like mm. everything's I, I got to remind myself that everything's new to somebody, you know, yeah. like yeah. I just heard I just heard um, I'm from Jersey. So like Batman yeah. Real is one of my favorite dudes out right now. He's fucking amazing. Right. Like he like he just put out a song that sampled um Gypsy Woman, like the um yeah. um on um, the techno dance song. I mean I feel like everybody knows that song, you know? But like, you know, that that's gonna be you know, like there 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 are kids like 13, 14, 15, 16 years old who who really jack Batman Real. And they probably right. don't know that song. And they're gonna be like, yeah. oh, what's this? You know, like you know, like stuff like that, like it like it makes it it makes it difficult for me to really kind of be like oh this is too much it, like unless unless it's like just so creatively fucking bankrupt you know mm -hmm. like un unless it's that like fuck it yeah. you know like yeah. you, you, you know like there's you know like there's like this is how people learn about this music it's why rap's right, my favorite right. music because it's yeah. literally made up of pieces of other music you know like exactly. you're you're listening to other music while you're listening to one kind of music you know like you're exactly. getting I mean, like, obviously, if you want to go do your digging and your Googles or your whatever, like, yeah. do that. But, yeah. like, I don't know, man. Like, just the whole... I've talked to a lot of people who are kind of, like, burnt out on this particular, like, wave of, like, prominent, like, super-duper obvious sampling in mm -hmm. just, in, mm -hmm. in, 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 in just like, modern mainstream music. And, you know, like, your mileage right. will vary, obviously. I'm not... You, right, you, right, you know, right. like, the, people feel that way for a reason. But, like unless unless it's some, unless it's like the most lowest common denominator like the most like unchallenging the most like if it's yeah. trash it's trash sure right but like right. otherwise it's new to somebody like you know like it's cool to it's cool to hear things that aren't 
you know, like not everything needs to punch you in the face and like make you reconsider your relationship to the music. And like, I exactly. love stuff like that, but like, it doesn't always need to be that. And that's exactly. fine, you know, that's all. Oh my goodness. It's, oh, that's such a good sentence you just said, because I think that affects how people make music. And so then that's how music sounds for a lot of people, because it's like, yeah. if you, you, you don't have to come out the gate swinging and make a college dropout like that it might not be possible. Like you still have to learn. And that's an awareness I have to take into consideration for myself outside of, you know, music, just with things that I put out. It's just like, if I'm doing, taking a picture of something, like it's not going to be the, like, I can't go into it expecting it to be the most monumental thing that anybody's going to ever see in my life. Like I'm going to put the energy in it, into it to make it something good and something I right. care about, something that should be important to me. But I think a lot of these people, want to get into that pocket so then they whether they're aware of it or not start leaning towards certain sounds of like okay this is working let's get this going in this way let's use this this drum kit that is in this song that's on 99 jams or whatever or let's use this this vocal this sample like like i said these samples that are are hot or whatever and i i think it it kind of gets in the way of that pure kind of connection to the energy that is art that I, right. I, I just love and I think it's you, you can't not feel it when it's when it feels true you know right when, when, when it's, it feels honest yeah when it's genuine exactly you know like that's what I like that's a big part of the reason why I love everything going on a sample drill or not everything but like I love a lot of sample drill you know like yeah. I'm big on I'm big on Cash Cobain big on Chow Lee yeah. big on yeah you know it's like all those dudes you know you can tell that there's like a real energy and passion behind that you know, like right. it's not just, and, and, and you know, people like Polo Perks, you know, like yeah. he's, you know, you know like Polo Perks is super fucking dope too. Um, and people like, uh, there's this dude out of the UK, his name's Jim Legacy. Um, he's yeah. incredible. He just put out this great UK project. Going called, crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, he put out this great project this year called Homeless Nigga Pop Music. It's fucking phenomenal. It's one of my crazy. favorite things <laughs> I've heard this year. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's one of the coolest things I've heard this year. And it's like, yeah. it's like a combination of like samples and live instruments and, like he's yeah. like big into like Afro beats too. It's like a really nice like blend of sounds, and he produces all his music himself. You know, like I'm yeah. always so Crazy. impressed by that. It's it's like yeah, you know, and, and um um Jim Legacy just produced um he co-produced uh one of the songs on that Dave and Central C EP that came out over mm. the weekend mm. too. I think it was uh oh I can't remember which one it was, but like you know just like like you can like you can just tell when somebody's like actively engaging with the work they're sampling. Versus just like, right. oh, let me just right. add, some, let me just add some drums onto this like Fallout Boy sample, and boom, it's done. Right. You know, right. like yeah. it's like, like there's obviously a lot of, it's like it can be easy to tell who cares and who doesn't, and like even if it sounds, you know, like it doesn't matter to me if it sounds good if it's like soulless, you know, yeah. like yeah. that, you like that sucks, you know, like I was yeah. I was listening to the new um, uh, Lunchbox album. Um, he's a producer, um, producer and rapper named Lunchbox. He actually produced a lot for right. um, Sheck West back when he put out Mugwort oh, in 2018, and like he put out this whole project called New Jazz, and yeah. it and like it just sounds like B grade Cardi and like B grade yeah. like Pierre Bourne, and that's not a bad thing either. I'm not trying to say right. that it's like, right. but like it's like that's he cares about that type of shit, and that right. care kind of comes through in the music that he makes. Like I was on my exercise bike, just like listening to new jazz. And I was like, you know, I was tapped in like, you know, it's, right, it's right, right, like, right. like, it's not going to change your life, but like, you know, like it's kind of, 
we're, we're like at that point where people are starting to leave like so-called rage rap behind and like he's kind of this feels like a this feels like the last thing you get when you like jump on the chest of like yeah. the corpse you know right. like that last little spittle like type shit right. and yeah. you know like it's 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 like stuff like that's cool it has its place and you know like shout out shout out to my man alphonse for putting that album on my radar because he's the reason i really went and did my dive on it yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of rambling at this point, but like no, this is no. I'm I'm enjoying this a lot. This is like I is I, I think it's <laughs> one. It's I, I don't get a lot of opportunity to talk to people like this granularly about music, and I I think that's one one of the bigger reasons that I I created this kind of the show and environment because I wanted to get people who are really passionate about the things they do and the things they care about to be able to have this thing where sometimes you just get lost in talking about something for a few minutes and kind of cultivating that community around that where it's like yeah like this this is exactly why you're on here type of thing so I, I think you talking about that led me to a question about if you have a favorite era of music journalism Ooh, favorite era of music journalism um damn i want to say hmm um that's that's I wasn't expecting that. That's a great question. Hey. Um, shit. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, my favorite era of music journalism. I want to say, yeah. I really love. I really love. Uh, I want to say like the early to mid two thousands. Just like everything that was going on with oh everything like that like there's so many different areas I could go with it too, but like. One of my mentors, um, his name's Jerry Barrow. Shout out to Jerry. He used to work over at um, um, he's worked he's worked at the Source. He had this um, he had this producer focused um magazine called Scratch Magazine. Really incredible work there. You know, like you could tell. The thing that really gets me is that you could tell at that point that like, cause like for so long rap music wasn't looked at as a thing that would be around forever. You know, like people thought it was just gonna be a fad that would die in ten years. But like at this point, it's like, okay, rap made it to the point where like, you know, like all this ad money and all this fucking like publication revenue and just like this like respect, like they made it there, you know, and like you can see it in the way that like the covers look, you can see it in the way that like one one of the ones that always sticks out to me is the cover of uh, 50 Cent Dre and Eminem. I think it was on double XL. I can't I can't remember the exact year and I'm mad that I'm forgetting, but like. You know stuff like that and stuff like uh stuff like the um the photo shoot that Jay did in the early two thousands for Vibe right when um right when the blueprint came out with him in the fucking with him in the fucking wave cap and he's like sipping yeah, on the border yeah, waters yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. you know classic shit like that where like everybody was really starting to step into the groove of like oh we're in the spotlight now like it's it's it's, right, it's right. time to go but obviously there was a lot of really you know just like fucked up you know just like racist sexist homophobic yeah. fucking like all yeah. sorts of crazy shit happening around yeah. them. There's a whole episode of um um Louder Than a Riot about it that yeah. goes into uh everything happening with like Benzino and um yeah. I'm 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 just I'm just I'm just mad that I'm like blanking on names right now because I should like know this shit. But nah, you, um, got, you 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 got a good <laughs> you, the, the the names rolling off was crazy. Kim Osario, that's her name. Um she was yeah. she, um she was an editor over at the source and she had a um you know she was at the center of this uh really fucked up um smear campaign by benzino mm. and the rest of the people over at the source but you know like yeah. so see so, so like that era was really beautiful 
And I kind of really, you know, like, I, you know, like, I want to say, I don't want to say now because mm-hmm. things are, you know, like the state of media is really scary and shit. Yeah. Like there's like so many yeah. layoffs happening. Like there's so yeah. few, you know, like there's fewer and fewer publications that can really focus on music in a way that feels, you know, like connected and right. tapped in and not just like, right. oh, we're just doing this because it's hot right now. Yeah, you know, but yeah. like there is really a lot of beautiful work that's been happening between like 2015 and now, you know, like the last 10 years have been incredible, you know, like, you, you know, like a, a lot of my favorite journalists are from this era, you know, like people, you, you know, like people like people like Craig Jenkins, people like fucking, you know, like my man Alphonse, people like my homegirl Monkaber Conte over at Rolling Stone and you know, like Andre, Andre G over at Rolling Stone and, you know, um, um, my homegirl Heaven Hale with me over at Pitchfork and, you know, yeah. like um, um, Angelica Bastian over at Vulture. She she mostly does film criticism, but she's amazing. Mm. You know, right, like, right. you know, like my man Mano, Sundar Racing and everything he does with Nobels, you know, like Nobels yeah. is incredible. You know, like there's like there's so many different names that I could throw out that yeah. are just like. You know, it and 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 it's crazy because we're gonna come back to like what like necessity kind of like necessitates, <laughs> I guess. Because like you know, like things are dying, but yeah. like you know, like things are dying, but it's kind of forcing and or encouraging people to really dig into the stuff they like and the stuff they're passionate about. That's why real notes exist. That's why Nobels exist. I just you, you, you know, like that's why that's why stuff like this happens because there's a need for it. Or if not a need for it, there's at least like a, there's at least like the spark of an idea that like, hey, we need something that does this, this, and this, you know, right. like there's, Specific. there's like, there, like there are so many things wrong with music journalism today, like so mm. many things, like, like, like I don't have time to even <laughs> dig into <laughs> it, but like, yeah. you know, there, but there, but there's also a lot, but you know, like the people who are here and are you know like bailing water out the ship, as it were are really trying and really putting together some beautiful things that like and, and, and you know like it's reflective of the fact that like there's so much like there's a, like there's a lot of mid going around but like there's also just a lot of like really incredible music happening at every single level of this shit yeah, yeah, you know like we're, yeah. we're 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 you know like we're in a transitional period right now where yeah. like people are still we still don't really know what it means. Like, we don't know what it means for an artist to like blow and be a superstar anymore. You know, like there's no, you you, you know, like, you know, like people like Drake and Kendrick and Cole and, you know, um, like Taylor Swift and yeah, people, different. you know, like that was like, you know, like that was a completely different kind of stardom than we see now. Like you can have exactly. someone like, you can have someone like Ice Spice, who I love, right. but like, right. and, and you know, like she's extremely popular, but only, but only to an extent because like every yeah. because because like every everything's niche now that's where we're at yeah. like there's like there's no <laughs> monoculture anymore like everything even yeah. like extremely popular shit like that's still niche because it's niche to the people that 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 you know like it's it's like we're still trying to figure out how to manage all of that and like what it means yeah. you know like we still kind of have these old these old uh, ideas of what it means to be a star. And we want that right. to go back to that because it's what we know. Right. But like, we're not really there anymore. And we just got to embrace the fact that things are going to be a lot more turbulent, you know, like there isn't going to be, you know, yeah. You know, like we're at, like, 
there was a point where somebody like Nicki Minaj could be the only woman rapping that people fuck right. with. And like, if there was anybody right. else, like it just had to be like chaos and fighting, but like, you know, like, just like, you, you know, you just look at people like Ice Spice and Dochi right. and Flo Millie Rico. and fucking yeah. Rico and No Name. Yeah. And like, I could, yeah. and Kelly Moonstone, who most people yeah. don't know yet, but you will yeah. soon. Shout you, out. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's like, there's, you know, like, there's room, there's, you know, like, there's room, there's room for everybody in a way that there wasn't before. Like, there's still going to be opposition to that because there's dickheads everywhere. But, like, you know, like, there's, there's so much beautiful shit happening from from people of all walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different, you know, sexual, um, um, I mean, like, all different sexualities and gender and gender affiliations and all that shit, you know? Like, when we got to, like... We gotta nurture that. <laughs> we yeah. really gotta yeah. nurture that because that shit's important. That's you know? that's that's what makes I think music better and and uh, you know getting these in, in kind of a way of sampling like you're opening yourself up to so much more than than you're used to and I think that scares people fundamentally. Yeah, like I don't I don't know what I'm getting into, so now I have to kind of fight against it. And, and it's it's interesting. Uh, like a lot of people have a lot of pushback on a lot of the women that are rapping and getting into the stuff simply because it's like, Oh, you're not sitting in the pocket that I can consume you. in, so I right. don't want to do this. So it's, it's interesting. It just, I, I always have this debate with, with some of my, my people are just about the, uh, like how badly I want some of these rappers who are, who are talking bad on, on a lot of these women to start getting their performance on. Like yeah. they're not hitting these, the same, like, taking these hours to get these dance moves down and getting the shows or are they just coming in in a hoodie and just kind of for a couple of minutes and bouncing off i'm like all right, right if you're going if you're going to do it you might as well get to that same energy they're doing so i, I think like you said it's, it's very beautiful that now we're in a place where a lot of people can make make space for themselves that wasn't there and a lot of these times they can have communities to fall back on now because everything is kind of just out there everything's visible you don't necessarily need the backing of um a publication or whatever like you just have a good tiktok pop up one day but right in in that way it is scary because how do you maintain that how do you you know how how do you book interviews how do you book uh get get somebody who's gonna be able to manage the image you know all all these things that i don't i don't know and i, I think that education comes through i think my love for the documentaries of the time that had these artists kind of showing behind the scenes and I missed the VH1 thing. I was just thinking about how I was watching a Beastie Boys, a celebration of Beastie Boys performance. I think yeah. it was like the hip hop awards or something. And I was like, I don't, we don't have that in that same way where there is this reverence of the craft. Cause it is so young. It's not, it's not an old genre. Hip hop is super young. And I don't right. think people notice that. Like people it's don't a, realize it, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's about to turn 50 in two months. Yeah, like, you know, like that's it. <laughs> like that, that's that's all. Like it's all these people have had, and and that's a whole other conversation. I hear a lot about kind of the shelf life of people who are inside of this genre, where it feels like for whatever reason, after a certain age, they get horny. Where in relation, all these other like rock musicians and other people can tour until they're three hundred and seven, yeah, just off the strength of whatever. But um. It is interesting because it is a very referential uh, art. It's a very uh, like a mirror, just like reflective of the times and everything. So I, I I understand it to a point where it's like you can't 
you can't do a hip hop a hippie. That that might not work, but it might. You know, it might. Yeah, <laughs> my Tito touchdown was Tito touchdown was hitting on some stuff uh, on some kind of kind of eighties flows the other day that I was listening to. So yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's 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 interesting to like you said have a bunch of things be true at the same time, where yeah. you can move in all these ways and get a bunch of things wrong, but that might be right for somebody. And I, I think that's 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 really amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 you know, just like to and, and yeah, and like to, uh, to kind of like bring it back to the whole media aspect. We just gotta. Yeah. We're all just trying to figure out like where we fit in here. You know, like it's it's uh things are. I mean, like, obviously, publications are still here and, you know, yeah. like, you know, you know, like the um the established ones, for the most part, aren't really going anywhere. Well, not to say they're not going anywhere, but there's like a mm. lot of there's a lot of established publications that are still here and will probably be here for yeah. the foreseeable. But like, yeah. you know, you even see them trying to figure out like where they fit in here and trying out new forms, new forms of uh, new forms of coverage and new forms of content. You know, and like you see people who, you know, you see people in positions like me who, you know, like work at a publication like Pitchfork, but also have their own thing they do on the side where they cover other stuff that they also really, really care about. You know, like it's, it's a, it's like the difference between, it's like the difference between like double XL now and something like, you know, a Nobel's that really kind of, you know, like it's, it's, it's just about figuring out where the edge is at, you know, because yeah. like there are definitely yeah. ways for you to be edgy within the confines of a corporate backed conglomerate. But yeah. there's but, but, you know, there's also ways to be edgy where you just kind of go at it your own way, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, like there are people like not to not to focus too much on me, but yeah, there are as many people. I don't know about as many people. But like when I go mm-hmm. out, I get noticed these days as much for my podcast work as I do for my work at Pitchfork. Like yeah, you reached yeah. out to me because of the podcast, right. you know, right, like right. that. I'm I'm still not used to that. Like that's yeah. kind of yeah. crazy <laughs> to me, you know. Like it, it and and, yeah. and and you know it means that you know like you never really know how much how far your message reaches until people start to hit you. Like yo, like you know, like, um, I went to I went to the Backwoods show. Um, um mm. on Billy Billy Woods did a show in um Brooklyn a couple weeks ago. Like I had somebody walk up to me and ask me if I was Dean Green, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I love, love real notes, da 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 da. Like, just really, really nice, and just like, I don't know. It's it's a, you know, like there's, there are so many different ways to cover music, and cover just like culture in general these days. You know, you could be a writer, you could be, you could be, you could be a writer, a podcaster, a YouTuber, radio broadcaster like yourself. You know, like there's like so many different ways to go about it and all it, you, you, you know, like everyone's just going where the money's at. And that's like, you know, like the, the, you know, like the money will be here for six months and then it'll be somewhere else for two years. You know, like all these labels are starting to talk about the fact that they don't want to do they don't want to they don't want to run after TikTok hits anymore. Like, you, know, right. you know, like we're at the we're at the point where that's reached critical mass. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and everyone thought that was going to become the gold standard, right, just, the like content, we did with, yeah. just like we did with Vine. Remember, like, remember how yeah. people were running up Vine shit the same way they ran up the right. ringtone shit in the 2000s. Right. Everything goes YouTube, in cycles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything goes in cycles. And, and like we're we're in a really tough transitional period right now. Where people are trying to figure out what the next thing is that's going to bring in bread. That isn't just yeah. like making a Patreon. And just having people right. directly contribute to you, right? You know, hey, which is right. also great. You know, like shout out yeah. to that. 
Like that's such yeah. a resource and such a blessing, you know? Like, you know, like I see, I see the work that my man Rohan over at the Rap Music Plug podcast, he's mm-hmm. the he's kind of cultivated this beautiful community through his yeah. Patreon. You know, yeah. like that's just beautiful to me. You know, like right. what you got going on with Procrastination Radio. Like this is yeah. beautiful. You know, like you've you know, like right. I've seen you talk to quite a few people and like you've cultivated yeah. a community through this. And like, you yeah. know, like the money is always gonna be wherever the community's at. You know, right. like if you can figure right. out a way to communicate that community to people, there's gonna be money in that. But yeah. but 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 then again, it's also not about the money. It's just like you, you, right. you know, like right. you just need the money to keep it moving exactly. but like the fuel yeah. yeah yeah it's it's, yeah. it's like yeah there's there's that's a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah no that i i think that kind of i think you put that beautifully um just everything everything just kind of moving in a way that that feels uncontrollable um but i kind of want to pivot to a question that kind of came up to me in my mind i, I want to know since you've been doing this for so long, when did you know you were like nice at it? Like, was it like year five or you like, all right, I'm kind of nice with these reviews and, and, and these write-ups. Like this is, this is kind of my ticket or, or did it take a little longer? When did I know I was nice with it? Damn. Um, okay. So I know I was trash when I first started out. I just knew that I loved it and I wanted to keep doing it. Um, yeah. but, but I, but okay. So I think, I think the time I realized I was like, dead nice with this shit was um ah uh, what year was it it was the year rat king broke up mm. because i wrote i wrote a I, I wrote a piece that i called the once and future rat king because i was like yeah. really upset about them um a wiki sporting like hop for anybody who doesn't yeah. know. um yeah. they broke up and i was really upset about it and i asked my editor jerry at the time like can i write a piece about rat king he's like yeah sure and like at that time I hadn't really been able to put together my thoughts about something music related in like an op-ed piece in the Mm. way that I had with that piece. So, you know, like, it's just like, you know, like me digging into like my personal relationship with the, with the group and just like their impact and like what them breaking apart would mean for whatever. And like, just like speculation, like I just managed to do all it. Like I look back on it and it's not like my, it's not the best thing I've ever written, but like, that was when I realized, like, oh shit, I can do this, you know, because I kind of, I kind of struggled to write about music for a long time, and through that, and I also <laughs> went um um right around the time that Logic announced that he was going to call his album Africarian, I, I I had a, I had a lot of feelings about that as somebody who's also biracial, and I yeah. was like, you're really fucking stupid, and I wanted yeah. figure, I, I wanted to figure out a way to like communicate that. So like right, right, those right. two pieces, I think they happened around the same time, and that's when I was like, "Oh, so I can do this!" Like I, yeah, you know, like I was, cool. I was just scared, you know. Yeah. But like that's, but like that's when I knew, like, "Oh yeah!" Like I, you know, like just that's when I was like, "Yeah, I'm here. Like I'm locked in. Yeah. I can do this. I just really got to just trust my gut and write." Right. You know, yeah. and that was has it. has the support behind that always been there, like from family and friends and just people in your life. Has it always been like, all right, we we behind you 100% with, with what you're trying to do here. For the most part, yeah. You know, like, my parents have always cool. been, um, you know, like, both my parents, my mother and father, were both incredibly supportive. Um, my partner's yeah. always been incredibly supportive. Desiree, yeah. I love you. Um, fucking, you know, you know, I mean, like, my homies have always been really supportive. Like, you know, like, yeah. like people that I've grown up with and people that I've met through this, you know? Like, I've, yeah. you know, like, I've, I've made some of the best friends I've ever made in my life 
through all this media shit, you know, people like people like Caleb and people like my homeboy Crash Prez, Mike, uh, my Michael Penn II out of out of Def Prez. Shout out to Crash and Yo and Yo Phillips. Like he's the you know, you know, you know, like I feel I feel like I feel like I've known him my whole life. I've known him for like six years. You know, like just like, like there's so many other people I could name, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anybody. Just like there's been, you know, like you know, you, you know, like my community of people has only grown over the course. You, you, you know, like particularly from the time I started writing at DJ Booth, like that was when that was when shit really got supercharged. Like that was when you 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 know you know like I um the site I wrote at before Watch Loud was where I got like my first shot to like really run it up. But then like DJ Booth was when they like you know like Z and Brandon Varian and Donna Claire Chesman they kind of like passed me the torch and they really mm-hmm. like you know like they like challenged the way I wrote and yeah. really gave me the tips I needed and like the platform and just like the space to to grow as a writer like like I yeah. really consider DJ Booth to be where I cut my teeth in that way and that's and, and that's where I started to build my community that's when people yeah. really wow. started to notice me that's when people yeah. you know like that's when that's when I really started to make to like leave a mark and make an impression and that's what got me to pitchfork you know like they reached right. out to me and they were like we love your DJ Booth work do you want to write for us and like that's rare, you know. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I've been trying to be humble about that, but every once in a while, like they came to me, man. Like I gotta, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, gotta yeah. tell that to myself. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they came looking for me. Like Pitchfork yeah, came looking amazing. for me. Like that's nuts, you know. I like so, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't take that for granted, you know. Like it's, it's yeah. just. But yeah, like I realize, I, I realized that I had the potential to be nice. Maybe like four years in. And then wow. when DJ Booth happened, about like halfway through there, I was like, "Oh, I'm 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 here. I'm nice. Like more people need yeah. to know who I am." Type shit. Yeah, know? yeah, that, yeah. That, that's that, that's when it really hit. That's wow. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's hard, and I don't know. Don't want to speak over everything that you've done, but I, that part kind of resonated with me a lot about kind of being in a position and sometimes not wanting to be like. Like yeah, that's me. I'm 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 here. I I did that. Like and letting yourself have that kind of that kind of victory lap around around the the field, just letting letting your wings fly and all that stuff. Because I think sometimes those moments come up, and then it, the nature of just working. You're like, all right, I gotta just keep going. Like, cool, glad it happened. I'm gonna feel it. I'm gonna take it in. But I gotta I gotta keep moving, keep grooving. You know. But I think. Um, in in a similar way, on the outside of this, I think a lot of a lot of the confirmation for me of like, all right, you're going in the right direction was just kind of the people who I'm, I'm meeting outside of this and how it gets drawn back. Like I, I know you mentioned Fubu in the kind of like the pre-interview questions, and I remember a couple couple months ago, Damon John came into the office where I work at the agency I work at, and um, I was doing some welcome screens for them because I do some welcome screens for all the clients that come in. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna go crazy, man. Like Fubu, they, I'm gonna bring these pictures up. I've been saving in my Tumblr for years of the vintage Fubu <laughs> photo shoot. And then <laughs> and then he came in and then he was like, Man, I like this, but I don't like my face on it or whatever. And he, it just was a funny interaction, but it was like those moments of like kind of meeting these people who mean so much to you and who you've seen do what they do so well. And you you just, even if it's like a pass by, you're like, okay, cool, I'm kinda moving in a good direction. I'm kinda moving and what I feel like I need to be doing so it's yeah it, it's good to hear that you know you could take a second and be like yeah I, they came to me like I, I did that like <laughs> that's, that's my pen that's my pen they wanted yeah like that's what we do it yeah yeah no that shit is that's, priceless yeah. 
before before I forget, I'm actually curious since you mentioned yeah. all of that, you know, like working at the agency and doing what you do here. Like, do yeah. you uh, like do you like do you ever feel like do you ever feel like any of the work that you do outside of this kind of influences the stuff? Like, is there like are those two things in conversation with each other, or is it just like you know, like that's my job and this is my passion? Right. Like, are 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 they separate or do they kind of flow together for you? That's a really good question. I think in the way of branding, that was I think that was the biggest influence my job has had because um up until the point of getting hired where I am now, um I was designing things out of necessity because I was like, all right, I need a need a logo for this, I need this this for that, I need a video for this because that's kind of where everything was trending and I was like, all right, I was already um in school for screenwriting so i was like all right i kind of am used to being inside a premiere inside of these things so i can kind of script stuff I'll, oh, yeah. I'll tie a story behind it like i'm cool with that um uh, but that design element was lacking so um it was enough funnily enough it was enough for them to see that i was running kind of my own brand for two years at the time um and they're like hey do you want to work with us as a graphic designer and i was like yeah i don't have any i'm not studying it i never studied this i just kind of do it decently right now and they're like yeah no yeah come on board so took a year off of the show um which was hard to do because i was like i, I want to keep going but right. I, I gotta kind of focus um on what i'm doing but then coming back and be able to being able to better communicate the ideas that i wanted to and better showcase all the things that i wanted to because before i think i was so drawn to the spectacle of man, this is bright and shiny. Like some of the older episodes, they were kind of thrown on on top of like old exploitation movies um, yeah. because I was trying to like get my, my, little, my little film thing off and I was trying to leave little notes and a bunch of different stuff that was becoming overwhelming because I was trying to dive so deep into the style and not, and, and, and this time around, I was like, I don't want to forget about the integrity of these conversations, why I'm talking and how I want them to land uh, with people. Um, so I, I I think in that way, um, it, that that's been one of the the best effects, and I think just knowing how to communicate things better because you know, I'm wor working with these brands and trying to get them to uh, to do different things and just talking with certain people, you just kind of learn how to kind of maneuver in a, in a different way that I think I wouldn't have thought known to think of, uh, which is which is fun. But I think um, at, at the end of the day, they're they're pretty separate, and I, I think I, I need to keep it that way. Yeah. Um, because if not, I um, yeah. In, in a similar way to what we were talking about before about turning it off, I think working a nine to five and editing and doing video, and now it's like, all right, we gotta do a podcast and all these different stuff. It's like, all right, cool to turn it off and to come home and do the exact same thing is is it's already a little strange, but now, right now, it feels good to be able to talk to people like you and talk to people, um just from my area that really care about it in a way that doesn't feel corporate or doesn't feel like work really. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think this is, this is kind of what keeps me going. And I'm glad that I have found something that has some security to keep, you know, the lights on and, you know, get, get a nice little mic every now and then, you know, cause, cause the work. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's a really good question. But yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful for the position I'm in right now to be able to do this and, um, looking into like starting my own stuff and being able to branch that out but uh like you said just kind of kind of trying to forecast a little bit about what's going on in the industry and um 
you know, not throwing out the net too far, you know, right. got to kind of stay grounded a little bit and, and have the dreams, be, being realistic about my dreams. That, that was one of the biggest things I learned over the course of the kind of like four years on and off I've been doing this, like um, making sure that all of the ideas that I have for this have time to live and to breathe before I just kind of throw them away, you know, and making sure that I really give them a good chance and, and, and really try my best with them and not just be like, all right, it's whatever. Whoever sees it, sees it. Yeah. Just be like, no, I'm going to be intentional about exactly what I'm doing and get people on here who are intentional in the same way. So so that energy is kind of felt. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, man, that shit is so crucial. Like it's, it's, it's like doing, doing multiple different things like this is, Sometimes it's like speaking different languages, which but but yeah. like only only in the sense that like it can feel it can feel like you're in a different world, but yeah, you just start but like if you look and do it long enough, you start to see the similarities, like seeing you know like seeing the similarities between Spanish and English, or or, right. or, or right. some shit, you know, like there's right. you know like there's you know like there's benefits to kind of sticking to one or the other, but also yeah. just like I'm always super curious in that nexus point where like things where it becomes hard to discern one from the other yeah whether that be yeah. art language fashion or marketing or whatever you know like those nexus points are where those nexus points are where all the special things happen like yeah. that's where you know like that's where trends start it's where right. fucking you know just like it's just where shit happens you know yeah. and that's like i'm always curious about what's gonna spawn that next thing yeah 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 i think it's funny it's funny you said that specifically in the in the the design thing i think learning the language of design was a big piece that i didn't have before and it kind of threw me off because before my whole approach was kind of haphazard just this is emotion this is feeling i'm making art and then to turn it around and make design which is you know it, it needs to be translated very specifically to be able to break those rules and throw it back. Like I didn't know how to do anything for the show because I was like, this isn't, this isn't clean anymore. This isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. This isn't what I need to be. So it took, took time just listening to music and totally, that's, that's why it took a year like to disconnect because as soon as I got hired the next month, I was like, all right, I'm back to it. I didn't know how to talk on a mic anymore. I didn't know how to, you know, create a mix and, and, and and now, like you said, it's it's just so beautiful being able to tie those strengths together and to make a new language that then can reach more people, you know, and and, and that's 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 very pivotal to to kind of evolving and growing and, and not being afraid to kind of feel uncomfortable in that moment where you don't know how to how, how to swim there. It's just kind of you're floating, but then you kind of open your eyes in a couple of minutes and it just kind of washes over you a little different Then you can you start swimming again. But. Um, I wanted to, to ask you a very important question um, before we wrap things up. Um, there, there was a trailer that came out, some gameplay for Mortal Kombat 1. And, and I, I know you said something about fighting tournament games. I, I want to know if you're more excited for Street Fighter 6 or the Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, just, just the thought, damn. <laughs> the, deep, the deep side. That's so hard. Um, I mean, there, there, there was a period of time where I... There was a period of time where I fucked with Street Fighter more. That was more yeah. so around like the Super Street Fighter Four, Ultra Ultra Street yeah. Fighter Four era. Um, but uh, b between the two, 
I think I think I I think I'm I think I'm fucking with Mortal Kombat one a little bit more just because like it like if it, it feels like a it feels like a bigger step in that game's evolution. Just like the thing the thing that really got me was the fact that they got like the character screen like you know you select your character and then they immediately yeah. get at it and it seamlessly goes into the uh, that was like the craziest thing in that the world. shit was crazy bro like i you know, like you know, like i you know like i would play i would play like deadly alliance and shit like yeah. that like wishing it was that smooth you know right, like that's how right. you always see it in your head but then yeah, when, yeah. You know, they, they, they managed to do it this time yeah all, 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 you know like the proper question is which of these two games is going to make me wish that i could upgrade to a ps5 you know, and like honestly, Mortal Kombat one's the one that's making me, you know, like between that and the new Spider Man and potentially new Ghost of Tsushima, like those, like it, it, it might finally be time to, you know, like but like more, more, but you know, like Mortal Kombat's like Mortal Kombat's been in my life forever. Like I, yeah. you know, like, like I remember playing, fucking Deadly Alliance with with uh, one of my best friends Solomon. Shout out to Solomon. I think I still have yeah. his copy. I gotta give it back to him at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, nah, like that's if if I had to pick one, probably yeah. Mortal Kombat. I just, yeah. I just, I just wish they would get, I just wish they would get like more, like if they're gonna do the movie tie-in shit, I wish they would get more characters that weren't like, you know, for like Gen Xers, you know, like like yeah. I love yeah. RoboCop, but like, why are we doing RoboCop in twenty twenty three? Why are right, we, right, you, you know, Terminator. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like even yeah. even even Tekken did Negan from The Walking Dead, you know, yeah, like right. w- which was a complete left field decision. But yeah. like, you see how many people use Negan in the tournaments? Right. Like right. he he, yeah. he he gets play. So you yeah. know, like I I I don't know. There's just like so. They many... had the turtles. I was okay with that. The turtles was an injustice. The turtles, yeah, I was no, like, that was cool as hell. Like, good. 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 But also the turtles are timeless. I mean, like RoboCop and Terminator yeah. are also kind of yeah. timeless. But like they're also so, but like they're timeless in a. Like they're timeless because they're so attached to the time they're from. Exactly. Particularly exactly. RoboCop. But like, yeah, yeah. It, but you know, like the turtles, the turtles work whenever. You know, like they've had yeah. like sixteen different reboots yeah. in the last twenty years anyway. So like they're like. Oh, you know what I would like if they do like a another DC versus Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Because that game was crazy. That could be fun. I just like they and would I, just. Oh. They would just they would just need to not be scared to make it um to, um 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 to make it M rated, because like yeah. the thing the thing that held the first DC versus Mortal Kombat back was the fact that it was M rated, or excuse right. me t- um, um 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 it was T rated, you know like yeah. they they you, you know like they had to do the difference between like the it was like the villains got fatalities and the heroes right, what right. they call them heroic brutalities like yeah. come on son like no stop you know and and yeah. and, and, and you know, like the and, like the fatalities in the game were so tame. I was like, yeah. this is like, this is not Mortal Kombat, you know, like yeah. not to, yeah. you, you know, like not, not to come across as some like violent starved weirdo, but like, that's right. not uh, Mortal Kombat. Like that's exactly. not what the yeah. game is. Yeah. So like, bring two things together and keep the integrity of both things. Yeah. Right. You know, like that's why yeah. Injustice worked as well as it did. Right. Because, right. I, well, well, I mean like, yeah, like, yeah, like Injustice, Injustice isn't Mortal Kombat, but like, no. you know, they, like it worked for what it was trying to do. You know, like there's yeah. nobody like getting their head ripped off in injustice. Right, right, but, right. Like, but like within the context of the DC uh, of the DC universe, it worked great. Yeah. You know, like injustice yeah. too is still great. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Mortal Kombat yeah. one if I had to pick. Street Fighter Six is like great a... though. Street Fighter Six yeah, is yeah, really yeah. cool, but but that Mortal Kombat one got me. I, I I'm not gonna lie. That that little thing with the with the companion stuff. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, how does 
I'm interested to see how it's going to play out and if I'm going to get bored of it mm-hmm. or or how like those mechanics, how that comes into play in like a tournament setting yeah. or it just it it seems it seems interesting. Like, I like like again, like I'm glad they're kind of moving and from a story perspective, I'm interested to see like how everything's playing out in there based off like story from the other games. But it, yeah, it, it it's yeah. it's a it's a whole it's a whole like lore reset like they're just doing, yeah you know like they're just doing the whole thing over again and like the the companion shit it kind of gave me like mortal Kombat 9 vibes because you could like switch yeah. between characters and have them come in right. and do a combo leave you know like i'm i'm right like they're uh they're yeah and on top of that the fact that you can do like two um you do two person fatal blows now like they're yeah. they're, they're 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 playing around with it in some cool ways that I hope yeah. actually translates to like a good game, you know. Like we're yeah. not gonna know until it drops in September, and then yeah. I won't know yeah. until after that because I don't have a PS5 yet. No, yeah, I'm still I'm still playing Skyrim on the PC. Ah, that's, that's all. That's 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 the home for me. Right. Yeah. No, I'm still I'm still playing I'm still playing God of War Ragnarok on my PS4 and um what am I playing on Switch right now? I'm playing um no I'm playing I'm playing fucking Metroid Fusion um um I oh I modded a Game Boy Advance, bro. Oh, you live in life. I did. I did that. Like I must have done that like two months ago. At this point, I haven't been playing it super often recently. Wow. But like, I bought one yeah. from this. I bought one from this vintage GameStop. GameStop yeah. up, the, up the street from my crib, and I looked up like mod because like you pull that thing out, it has no backlighting. So if you so if you so if you're not playing it in the light, you cannot see right. You can't see at all. Yeah. So I went online and looked up mod kits, and I found one that I. It was supposed to be what they call like an IPS drop-in kit, where literally yeah. you, you just take the system apart, put it in. No soldering supposed to be required, and boom, you have a yeah. new screen. Um, yeah. if, if if you're if you're capable of that sort. Of thing. Right. But the right, thing right. I got, it turned out that it needed soldering, so I just went out and bought myself a soldering iron, taught myself how to use it. Oh wow! Real quick, and I soldered the thing together, and you know, like it's, I made the screen work. You know, wow. so like, yeah, so like, I have, I have like a modded Game Boy Advance with a backlit that's screen. Hard. That's that's probably about like, I want to say it's like about forty percent of an iPhone. Yeah. Screen brightness, it's 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 pretty bright, you know, yeah. and like I just that's like it, you know, like I take that to shows and play it. I like yeah. play it outside. It's 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 great, you know, like yeah. So like I've been so it's like I've been playing um on my because my sister got me Metroid Fusion for Christmas. They found a uh um. A cartridge on like Etsy or something, because like they know that's my favorite game. Shout out family. Yeah, Shout man, for Goodness real. Gracious. It it was wow. it was it was so nice. It was like it was it was such a kind gesture, and you know yeah. I decided to I decided to go buy the Game Boy and just do it up. And, yeah, like I got Wario Land Four on my shit soon. I'm gonna run that up too. You know, there's Wario, like a, underrated underrated character. Yeah, he's incredible, man. Like him and him and him and him and Waluigi need their own game. I mean, like Wario's had plenty of his own game. Right. Like, they, they, right. They, they be they be they be doing Waluigi dirty for my taste. I want I want another. Oh, I forget that game. I, was it Mario Strikers? The soccer game. Yeah. Yeah. They they put out a new one. I think it was like oh, last where? year. Yeah. No, they put one what? out last year. I'm asleep. Goodness gracious! Wow. You got a switch? Go I just remember it. that. I don't have a switch. I, I'm mm, okay. strictly PC, but not for any reason. Just like I just haven't gone out and bought anything. For the longest time, but I just, I just remember that art so vividly on those. Uh, I used to get a lot of comic book magazines when I yeah. was it, and they, 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 I remember that Strikers ad and the Mario's foot would just move and there was a bunch of like motion behind. I was like, yes, please, I I take seven of those. That's real. And then bro. I think it was a Dragon Dragon Ball Ultimate Takaichi. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think that was coming out at the around the same time. And yeah, it, it just those games felt different because I think the imagination level was just like, oh yeah, this I'm just here. Like this is me and I'm playing and and this is this is all that matters right now. Like I don't care about nothing. I ain't got no bills I need to pay. I'm just uh, living. I'm just yeah, in school. Nah, fucking fucking like Budokai Tenkaichi two. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at my Wii right now. Actually, that's so funny to say that. But yeah, no, nah, like it, yeah, just it's, you know, like simpler times, and you know, like yeah. the games industry is evolving in so many cool and yeah. also scary and fucked up ways. But, yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it's it's yeah, it, it, like it, it once again, there's treasure everywhere. You know, like there's yeah, cool indie shit happening, cool mainstream shit happening. Like all all, all I all I care about is that. I I just I just yeah I just need somebody to get me to combo breaker like once what 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 once what, once I could get to combo breaker I'll be cool yeah. I can retire from everything yeah. you know you'll never hear yeah. from me again after combo. Breaker. <laughs> just yeah. off the line just a little just a little notes app thing is like hey I, I've done it I've, I I found what I needed and hope y'all are okay with this yeah. but I'm out I'm one that's yeah. that's basically it like yeah. no explanation at all just like, yeah. Never if you know me, you you know me. That's it. But yeah. To end things off, I want to tie this into music one last time. And if you have three recommendations, it could be a song, it could be an album, it could be a person. What what would be those three recommendations you would give to people right now? Let's see. So first and foremost, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Navy Blue because I just saw mm. them last night. The truest. And yeah. Nah. The truest. That's. The you know, truest. Yeah, man. That's the homie. Had him on my podcast. Um, so yeah. He, he, just him and uh, Zero and Kelly Moonstone just tore it down in Brooklyn last night. Um, his album. Um, um, I was I was talking to my man Zach. Uh, shout out to Zach if he's listening. Um, last night about it, and I wasn't huge on this new album, uh, Ways of Knowing, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. I love it now. Like I went back and re-listened to it again today, and it just yeah. clicked for me in a way that it hadn't yeah, before. So hard. like that. Oh. That album's crazy. I, I'm like, I liked it already, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, like, I was, I was so stuck on like Song of Sage is just like, right. Yeah. That's like, that's like, we're gonna be talking about that one in 20 years. It's crazy. Yeah. But like, Navy Blue is amazing. So shout out to Sage. Um, I um um I already mentioned her before, but I'm gonna mention her again. Um, Kelly Moonstone, out of yeah. Queens, uh, rapper, singer, producer. Um, she's beyond crazy, man. She put out this yeah. great project called I Digress. That mm. I've been listening to a ton. I just recorded an episode of Real Notes with her. That'll be out probably by the hey. time this drops. Um, it's gonna be yeah. out this coming Wednesday. The what's today's date? Today's the eleventh. It'll be out Wednesday the fourteenth. So you know, find Bye. me there. Go listen to that. Yeah, we had a great we had a great convo. Um, and then last one. Um, oh, this high tech album. Um, mm. so the, so high, so high tech is this group of like rappers and producers. I forget where they're from, but yeah. they put, they put out this, I really hope I'm not mispronouncing this name, but it's the album's called D E T W A T. I think it's the twat. I hope that's how you pronounce it. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But like, you know, like if, if you're, you know, like I've been, you know, like you, you know, like music has been in this huge dance phase for the last like year yeah. and a half between you know just like disco and ghetto tech and you know like jersey club and baltimore club and philly club but like but like the uh this high tech album called h-i-t-e-c-h it's like a it's it's a beautiful mix of jersey philly and baltimore club 
with ghetto yeah. tech and footwork. And it's just like, it's like sweaty and humid and fun. Yeah. And just like, you know, like I throw that on and I just zone out. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a project I've been living with more than a lot of other things um, this year. It's, 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 it's one of my favorite things I've heard all year. And yeah. um, just, uh, and then on top of that, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cheat. I want to say shout out to Carrie Foe because her album's amazing too. Um, uh, yeah, I was listening to that episode. Called, Real Bitches Don't Die. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, nah, thank you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, Real Bitches Don't Die is amazing. She's been, you know, like, she's a blog era OG, man. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like it, but like, she's, yeah. like, no small talk, no small talk blew at the end of the blog era. Like, that was like right before it ended officially. Yeah, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah no, you know, so shout out to her. There's a lot of, you know, like I, yeah, music's amazing. There's so much good shit out and I'm just happy to be here. No, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on again. I'm going to just say your, your show has meant so much to me to be able to hear such honest and human conversations with a lot of these people I love and be, becoming a fan of you also was a very, very cool thing to then have you come on, on my platform was amazing. So. Thank you again. I hope everybody listening enjoyed it and check all of of the stuff out that you need to check out all the stuff that has been talked about. It's, it is essential. I'm probably going to put together a list of all the names you dropped and try to get get them out there in some way. But um, yes, everybody have a good night. Peace, peace. Stop procrastinating. Yo, fucking hug your mom and drink coconut water. They, you ain't never see, told a lie. You ain't on, never man. told a lie. You ain't never told a lie. <laughs> Also, eat a Wingstop chicken sandwich. That's it. I'm okay, done. see, that's... I'm done. I'm done. Okay, that's... that's <laughs>